from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. Okay, there, and welcome to the rewrap for Wednesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on Newstalk ZB in a sillier package. I am Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, rowing. Uh, will we ever reach its re-reach its heady heights? Uh, income versus inflation. Where are we at with that equation? And the cycle way that hasn't happened. This is exciting news, and we'll bring it to you at the end of the podcast. But before any of that, the uh, the criminal who has been granted residency. This is the story of the week, isn't it? With still no explanation outside of, trust me, I know what I'm doing, this thing is growing legs because when it comes to issues like who gets to be here on a permanent basis, New Zealanders have an inherent sense of fairness. And immigration, especially at the tricky end of the equation, has got no shortage of tough luck, if not heartbreaking stories. And out of those stories has come in the past 48... I mean, they've come out by the dozen in the past 48 hours involving the seeming unfairness and anger at the unfairness, the couples and the families being split up. All of them have question marks around them. All of them have the usual elements of doubt. The relationships you're not quite sure are real, the mismatching names, the previous issues in other countries with visas, the medical complications. None of this is new. But what has made it more relevant than ever is the comparison, and that is what we so often lack. What we have now with Shrewbrick is a yardstick. For every family or couple or person that gets booted out of this country for what they would argue are dubious or unfair reasons, they can quite rightly point to a bloke in prison on drugs offences and gang connections and passport fraud and go, how come him? And that's not a bad question to ask, is it? And the government defence involves privacy, namely the criminals, and suddenly his rights are elevated higher than the other cases. Suddenly we have brought into a problem that never needed to be ours. What do we owe this guy? Why have we invested in his issues and problems and future? Why is the government bending over backwards to help protect and pay for him and his plight when we have any number of seemingly more approachable cases with miserable ends? No one doubts these calls are hard. No one doubts there will, in fact, be some sort of semi-logical explanation as to why the decision that has been made has been made. But the government's naivety has come to the fore again. By picking Shrewbrick's side, they have alienated themselves from most level-headed, fair-minded New Zealanders who guard this country and its access with rightful pride. This is not just a can of worms. This is a decision, and perhaps with this morning's revelations about his trip back to the Republic, that most likely in some way, shape or form will haunt them because it is far from over. As Mike has suggested, uh, the, the, the main problem with this is because... Uh, the government's told people to read between the lines. They're not only reading between the lines, they're writing between their lines their own scenarios as well. Scenarios like these. Headlines just yesterday. Split family slam immigration minister over Shrewbrick decision. And then they go on to list a whole bunch of people who have, in their minds anyway, reasonable claims to stay in this country. Uh, there's an MP, Northland MP, Matt King. He's got a case of a woman called Juliet Garcia, who's a highly qualified healthcare assistant at a rest home. And we need assistance at rest homes. We all know that. Just one example. He's tried to take the case to the minister to no avail. Juliet Garcia has to leave. This is this is Matt King. Juliet Garcia has to leave New Zealand when her work visa expires next year. And this convicted drug smuggler gets residence. I don't understand. Nor do any of the rest of us. There was a bloke on the news last night. Plumber, electrician, tradesman. His partner has been booted out of the country because of paperwork issues. He's going with her. He goes, bugger this, I can work anywhere in the world. Why do I, why do I need to hang around for this nonsense? We've got a drug smuggling crook in prison getting granted residency. My partner's gone off overseas because she's been booted out of the country. I'm going with her.
makes no sense and the pressure builds. Tick, 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 tick. Every day the pressure builds. That's his new favourite thing to do is making that tick, tick, tick noise. I need to get that sound effect lined up for him. I know. Triple is then do we get into uh, uh, intellectual property conflicts with 60 Minutes? I don't know. It's a complicated world we live in. Uh, let's hope rowing New Zealand can uh, make their way through their complications and get themselves sorted out. Mahi Drysdale has gone back to the well, as they say in sport. And as part of his Tokyo Olympic dream, hooked up with the former coach Dick Tonks. Dick Tonks is a coaching legend, and we have never been more successful with oars than when Tonks ran stuff. He fell out with rowing New Zealand, if you remember. He left, and we have the results to show ever since. The fact Drysdale has sought him out speaks volumes. Tonks is hard, and you will never train harder than when you're under Tonks, and that leads to winning, and winning is what sport is all about. Or is it? The Australians, of course, going through a good dose of introspectivity at the moment post their cheating report into cricket. No one condones cheating, of course, but they're busy also castigating themselves over their attitude as well, the attitude that ironically saw them as the best side in cricket. The same attitude that until this new age of PCism and touchy-feely being nice to each other we used to actually aspire to. How many summers have we lamented the hard mental edge of the Australians? All the times when it came down to it, the split second, the final moment, we capitulated, they didn't, and we argued we lacked the mental toughness possessed by the Australians. All that's bad news now, apparently. Uh, We're seeing it in cycling here, in football, in hockey. No one's happy, everyone's abused and harassed and picked on. The attitude is wrong, the expectation is too high or unfair, and in some circumstances, lines, it would appear, have been crossed. But I'm getting the increasingly overarching feeling that we're more interested in a human resources PC sort of approach to participation in sport these days as opposed to what we are really there for in the first place, which was, of course, winning. The reality is winning at elite level has always required people to be, in part, singular and selfish and driven, to be blunt and hard-nosed, if not hard-assed. And what we appear to be doing is infiltrating society's wider desire to be inclusive into elite sport and hoping the two will mix, where I can tell you for nothing it won't come close. Doesn't stand a chance. In our world of everyone gets a say and there are no bad ideas and we're all equal, in sports that's a recipe for coming seventh, if not worse. The two worlds are not compatible. The saying nice guys finish last is a saying for a reason. While these reports all appear to be producing what we, as a me too, time is up, equal equality, equal pay, equal everything sort of society wants to hear, wait until everyone doesn't win. And then listen for the moaning. That's why Drysdale is with Tonks. He still gets it. I feel like there's got to be a happy medium there somewhere where you can want to win and yet not behave like a complete dork uh, to everybody you come across. There's got to be... I feel like that must be possible in there somewhere, isn't it? And if it isn't, I'm beginning to feel differently about sport, basically. Um, Now... Uh, apparently, uh, we're getting paid all right compared to how much things cost. Uh, Mike's got the figures. By the way, very good news this morning. You can afford that honey if you're thinking, can I afford that $1,800 for the 250-gram jar of honey? Yes, you can. Uh, because the average, this is Stats New Zealand, the average annual household income has risen at more than twice the rate of inflation. So this whole business that we wander around going, oh, everything's getting more expensive. Technically it is, because that's what inflation is. But you are earning more than inflation. 41% increase in household income since 2008. 41% pay rise you've had, which is more than twice the rate of inflation. So we're ahead of the curve, as they say. Uh, this, I don't know about you. It hasn't happened for me that way. Um, and so that means... And, and that's like four times the bad news. It's not just 
So it's bad news that it hasn't happened for me that way, and then I'm hearing that it has happened that way for other people, which makes me feel even worse. Because having other people getting more money and knowing that you're not is actually makes it makes the fact that you're not seem worse. Let's move on quickly to some good news. No cycle way for the Kippity Coast. By the way, big victory this morning, and I must uh, I must pass the, my thanks on to the Kippity Coast. Uh, because the Kapiti Coast Highway, there was going to be a cycleway there. Uh, there was a community outcry because they've seen what's happened around the rest of the country. So the uh, this was going to be on State Highway 1. Because that's just what you need, of course, on State Highway 1. The main thoroughfare, 100 k's plus through the centre of town. That's exactly what you need on a highway, isn't it? A good old-fashioned cycleway. That, thanks to the community outcry, has been put on hold. And congratulations to you. And you will not regret Yeah, it's amazing really, isn't it, that we, we just don't have a system already where uh, you drive along State Highway 1, you stop at a town, you have to get out of your car, uh, onto a bike, bike through the town, and then get back into a car if you're lucky at the other end. Uh, it's not, I'm sure it's not far away. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, that has been the rewrap for Wednesday. We'll see you back here again with a Thursday one tomorrow on your bike. See you then.